0: every team every topic everywhere this is
1: believe you're listening to the believe in monsters podcast on the believe podcast network here are your hosts chris Krogman, joe gaither and luke barry Discussing all topics, Chicago Bears. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome into the Believe in Monsters podcast. Chris was talking about his Madden franchise in which he has O.J. Howard as his third tight end. Uh, I feel like O.J. Howard was like uh, a hot name in the Bears community for a while. I don't know why. I feel like a lot of people really wanted him on the Bears. It wasn't just you, Chris.
0: I mean, I think it goes back to Nagy and the whole
1: move tight end.
0: And so people start to look at who fits that mold, those measurables. OJ, OJ, Howard.
1: O.J. Howard yeah,
0: obviously fits those measurables, but he can perform. I mean, you can perform with Tom Brady, dude. You're, pre- you're pretty much not going <laughs> to perform that period. Um,
1: well, so, yeah. Yeah. Welcome into the show. It is the Krogman and Barry show tonight. Joe Gaither is uh, out scouting the other positions that we're not going to talk about tonight. And uh, yeah, you're stuck with us. So, Chris, how you doing, man? It's been uh it's been a week. It's
2: been a Until week. We last
1: talked
0: since oh I yes. I was gonna say, like, what kind of week has it been? It's only Tuesday. I mean, shoot. Uh it's been good. Uh had uh yet another child's birthday party uh on Saturday. Uh got a sunburn. Uh it was my my five-year-old's best friend's birthday party. Uh went to a a, a conference early in the morning with my brother-in-law, my father-in-law. Uh and then went to the birthday party and then Sunday just did yard work, which is super fun. Now it's hot here in Denver. Uh, It'd been raining all of June and now it's 90 and I'm sad. So
1: that's my life. How about you Lucas? Yeah. 90. I I, I don't think it's gotten above 80 here to be honest, but the humidity has been at like a hundred and it's been raining nonstop and it doesn't look like it's ever going to stop.
0: So your beard is is sweating constantly.
1: It's supposed to rain every day from now until I think next Wednesday here. Um but yes, the humidity is very hot, but it's only like 70 degrees. So, I don't know. It's 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 a weird very weird summer. To did you east. uh
0: did you build your ark yet?
1: Uh, I'm building it.
0: Good. Good. It takes a while.
1: Slowly but surely.
0: <laughs> Dude, uh <laughs> Evan Almighty when he builds the ark and just how massive it is, and then all his <laughs> neighbors and people helping out. It's hilarious. Uh yeah, cool. Well, yeah, like Lucas said, welcome into Believe in Monsters. Uh I am Chris Krogman at Shy Bears 1985. He is Lucas Barry. Uh L underscore Barry 4020s. I can never get this right, and it's not that hard. Uh Lberry underscore 40.
1: <laughs> there we go. There we go.
0: Nailed it. Nailed it. Follow both of us. Follow the show. B I M underscore pod. Uh like review rate the podcast. As you know from every other gosh darn podcast you listen to, the host spew out this bullshit. I think we're just gonna stop doing that because you all know the drill. Uh so yeah, help help us out, get some ratings, talk bears. Uh, if you want to come on the show, fucking hit us up. Maybe, yeah, we'll do some we'll do some shit. Um, so tonight, Lucas, you and I have been kind of chit-chatting, and uh, Joe kind of uh, hinted last week at what we're going to do up until training camp, which is still 35 plus days away. Uh, so tell the folks what we got going on tonight, Lucas, and I will look up the date.
1: Yeah, please do that because if I do a Google search it will crash and uh the whole stream yard will crash too. Um yeah, tonight we are going to be talking about skill positions, which I guess is is an outdated term now because you need to be skilled to play every position, but uh, you know, the the the, the flashy positions that people uh, love to see, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and uh our good friends, the tight ends. Um those four we'll be covering those four positions tonight. Some guys we think are, you know, roster locks, some guys we think might be on the bubble, how we think uh, you know, camp is gonna shake out for them. Um, and then on top of that, I think Chris, uh, you know, we kind of talked about some things we might want to discuss on top of that tonight. We're gonna be talking about, you know, some traits we want to see out of out of our quarterback JF1. Uh we're gonna talk about the Bears offense, how much running, how much passing we think. Um, and then some receiving threats outside of DJ Moore. we're going to talk about that a little bit. So it's going to be a fun episode, lots of action. Chris, did you find this answer? I did. I, I lied like a big, big
0: fat liar, but on the good side, because there's only 29 days until oh, wow. training there we camp. Go. yeah. Yeah. So we're under a month, uh, July, 20. 20- Sixth is the kickoff, and honestly, that's the first day people get their pads, their playbooks, shake each other's wieners, and, and go home. You know, have a beer. <laughs> they, probably. they
1: they announced the uh, joint practices with the Colts. I think those are in mid-August. Um, so those will be into the preseason. There when we have those those practices with Eberflus's old team. Wow, we're that close, Chris. We have. Uh, I think we'll actually get five episodes in before camp starts, including this one, but still just about four weeks away here. Um, four weeks away from some live action. I know you and I are not liking baseball too much, so we need something.
0: Amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, yeah, we definitely need to get to uh baseball season. Uh, but first, like you mentioned, Lucas, we'll talk about the skill. Positions these fantasy football players, if you will, because like you said, you do need. There you go. Talent or skill to play every position in the NFL, even long snapper. There's <sighs> yeah, like I like uh, that.
1: I like that the fantasy football players.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. That's, that's perfect. The perfect. Except we're not perfect. talking about
0: Cairo Santos because
1: <laughs> kickers
0: aren't people. Um, So, yeah, my question to you, Lucas, earlier today, we talked about this a bit in the last couple of weeks, you know, statistic wise with Justin Fields, what we'd like to see from him. My question is more along the lines of traits and, uh, you know, those those boxes that he needs to check for you to I guess, make you believe more or make you feel like he is making, having growth, making progress.
1: Yeah, honestly. um, And that's a, you know, a really good question because, you know, the numbers obviously, you know, lack some context, no matter what, you know, some good, some bad. Um, But some things, some traits I'll be looking for at a fields this year, um, you know, is going to be the decision-making Um, And that includes time and the actual decision. And and that kind of grouping is going to be really the main thing I'm going to be looking at of him uh, for him this year to kind of see that growth. Um, I think that will take him, you know, just getting the ball out quicker, taking less hits um, and then making some better decisions, a, a few less interceptions. I think that alone is going to kind of elevate his game to. Uh, the next level, if you will, Chris. I mean, what what are you thinking along the lines here? I mean, that's probably the obvious answer, but uh, for me, I think that's kind of a major box to check, and either you do it or you don't this year.
0: Yeah,
2: I think quicker decisions,
0: being able to throw receivers open, and from what it sounds like, the whispers that we're hearing in training camp or the rumors we're hearing in training camp uh, or not training camp but whatever. OTAs was that when he's throwing to DJ Moore he has no issues doing that but when he's throwing to anybody else it seems more to be uh waiting until they're open. The caveat to that being no Darnell Mooney, no Chase Claypool, so hard to judge again. Uh so hopefully these last few day 40 days have gotten those two guys healthy and we'll see them for training camp at some point uh or at least in preseason so uh yeah that that's going to be one for me not not uh, causing his own sacks at least not yeah. as much um you know not which i think, think pressure
1: i think you know making faster decisions will also help with that like i said i think just in general if he's in a rhythm throwing on time You know, we're not having to scramble and avoid sacks all the time slash run back into them. You're kind of just, I don't know. We're really hoping he can just kind of speed up that decision making to the point where he doesn't have to run around and and be, you know, superhuman all the time.
0: For sure. And, you know, since we're going to kind of get into this anyway and talk about the, the, the splits last year or the offensive play calling last year. I mean, I think we're going to see more passing. I mean, I think that's kind of what every uh, offensive coordinator wants to do is pass the ball. And that's, you know, kind of the modern NFL. Uh, So like last year, Lucas, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head. These numbers were, were interesting to me. Uh, percentage-wise, how often do you think the Bears rushed the ball and how often do you think
2: they passed the ball? Mm. Percentage-wise, I want to say they threw – I want to say it's a a 60-30 split running to passing. It's not it feel it felt like that, right? Or and sixty to forty, that...
1: sorry. Sixty to yeah, forty yeah. is what I meant. No,
0: I got you. Yeah, you're ten percent punting probably, but <laughs> that's okay. Um it's not quite that high, but it does feel that high, and it kind of looks that high, just the, the first two teams. So it was a fifty six forty-four split, uh, which really isn't that far off of sixty forty. Uh, and then the Falcons were a fifty five forty four split. And then it drops all the way to 50 with the Ravens. So, like, it becomes even three teams in to, you know, that kind of play play call percentage. Uh, this year, I think we're going to see a lot less, obviously, but I, I still think they'll be above 50%, like 52, 53%. What do you think?
1: 52, 53% throwing or running? Running. Yeah, I still think they're going to run slightly more. I do agree. I think the passing attempts will come up. Um, From how low they were last year, though, it's kind of—I don't think—I think you're kind of doing a disservice if you think they're going to improve so much off that number they had last year. I think it was some crazy, like 20 or 25 attempts a game, which is way lower than anyone else. I don't know if you have that in front of you, Chris. Well,
2: uh,
1: I guess my. Good. I was gonna say I guess my point to even go from there to league average is like a huge leap. So um I, I do agree with you, Chris. I think we're gonna see more running uh more running than passing again. I do think the passing gets a little uptick, but I still think there'll be top five in rush attempts and I don't know, bottom five in pass attempts overall. So
0: the interesting thing here is they were bottom three in total plays on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's interesting, which which is, you know, kind of makes sense when you look at the splits and everything like that. Uh, So they, they ran 993 offensive plays. I don't think that's probably snaps because I think like penalties and shit like that are taken out. Um, But so the league average was about 60 plays more than that. So it's really not that Many, but that actually—that's a full game probably worth of of plays, right? Um, If you you know throw the ball thirty times, run the ball thirty times, or some mix of the two, I think sixty plays is pretty pretty common in the NFL. So, I think the passing numbers have to naturally come up as long as they're getting as many plays as that. You know, sustaining drives—that's going to be another metric for fields, Uh, and then you know those. And I know we we gave Justin all the excuses in the world last year with not being able to 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 do a 2 minute drill because he had nobody to throw to and you have to throw in the 2 minute drill he's got to he's got to it's
2: got to be here be there this year yeah totally um yeah he's got to be better better in
1: that kind of situation i mean the whole team does the receivers the line everyone's got to be better i mean how many times last year did we see the bears and Kind of a crucial situation, or a situation where they didn't have timeouts. Um, you know, someone's committing a penalty, whether it's holding or a false start, or someone's missing a block, and Fields is getting sacked, or Fields is missing someone when they're open because he has got feats, he's got happy feet, he's got sacked so many times, or a wide receiver. Like, just we've seen so many kind of crazy things last year. So I would say Fields plays a big part in that, but also the the offense as a whole needs to kind of step up in uh, in those situations. But I mean, overall, Chris, do you think we're still looking at a bottom five? Passing offense per by attempts, or you think it's going to be slightly higher than that?
0: Like attempts per game?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you think they'll be, I'm saying, do you think they'll be bottom five in the league in that, or you think they'll be a little bit higher? I mean, so they
0: were dead last. Right. And bottom five is only like essentially 51% of the time. So, yeah, probably. I mean, if I just said they're going to be running the ball, you know, fifty-two and fifty-three percent of the time, then yeah, they have to be bottom five in passing attempts yeah. per game. So, um, well, I mean, I, this is a, this is also hard to to judge because we're talking about percentage wise. So,
2: yeah, yeah, I like it looking I at the
0: actual
1: so, attempts, but yeah, it's just like I said, it's so crazy to where they came from to kind of just expect them to you know double I mean basically double what they did last year would be like, you know, a high passing offense. Like some offenses if you were to double the Bears pass attempts per game, it'd probably be similar like what the Chiefs do. Like forty to forty five drop backs a game or something like that. So that's I mean it's just like such a drastic change for them to even move up from bottom to bottom five. Um so it's it's I don't know. It's still gonna be a run first offense and we, we'll talk about that as we get into the depth chart and the kind of weaponry they have in the backfield, which I think, uh, you know, turned out really well.
0: What do you think the, 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 the Delta is between the chiefs pass passes, how many times they pass the ball and how many times the bears
2: pass the ball? How, how, what, what number do you think it is? Um, 20. Not, not per game total. Oh, total. I, I can't even comprehend that.
1: I, I like I don't know how many pass attempts is normal on a season like for a quarterback.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so let's just take seventeen by twenty, and that's three forty. So it's, it was two forty two. So the, the Chiefs threw it six hundred and seventy seven times, which that's a that's a ton. Over yeah. five hundred used to be the marker, and then six hundred pretty much became the marker. But almost seven hundred passes is insane. So four hundred and thirty five was the Bears putrid bottom of the league pass attempts. So yeah, 242 passes difference. That's, that's,
1: that's crazy.
2: (laughs) That's nuts. Well, that's what I mean.
1: It's just like, there's such a drastic difference from, you know, teams you throw like that and the bears that even for the bears to kind of move up a little bit, they're still going to be fairly far down that list.
0: I mean, I'd like to see Justin do enough to at least shake this running back tag from people outside yeah. of Chicago should even inside the bears fan base. Uh, so that would be, that would be good. But um, I
1: think if they're, I think if they're giving him 26 to 30 attempts per game, it's kind of fair to expect and think that we would have enough of a sample size to kind of give a fair judgment. What do you say? I think like last year, for example, Hertz threw about 30 times per game or 31, maybe last year, but that's with a great offensive line and great weapons. So I guess my point is, The attempts will be up a little bit, but we also can't use the excuse anymore. He's not getting enough attempts, so probably be in that 27 to 30 range.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Eagles were really low as well. I mean, they weren't Mm -hmm. all that much higher. Um, They did throw considerably more passes, but as far as like percentage-wise, they weren't that much different. So he threw about 34 times a game.
1: Okay, yeah, see, I I think the Bears will throw a little bit under that, but...
0: Yeah, so if they threw, like, I just did 25, just like doing math for 25 times 17, and it was only 425. So, Mm -hmm. like, I guess 30 seems to be the number. That would be 510 throws. So, I think, yeah, yeah, right around 30, 28 to 32, somewhere in there every game. Yep. Cool. So, run, pass, split. uh, Talked about that. Well, I I, I agree. I think uh, first run first offense Uh, as far as like the bears backup QBs um, the third QB rule is back this year Uh, so the bears can bring back a third QB last year on the depth chart or on the rooster was Trevor Simeon, Nathan Peterman, and of course, Justin Fields. And then Tim Boyle was around. He's probably like, it on the practice squad.
1: Isn't the rule that um, they don't... Do they count... It doesn't count toward your 53-man roster. It's just a practice squad guy that you can elevate to start if your two guys get hurt. So I thought it was...
2: I oh, you know it what? Was a, I think it, A game day rule. Like,
0: you yeah, can have 46 it, dress.
1: Yeah, it counts as... Um, I think it counts as a roster spot, but you're right. It's a, you can dress the extra quarterback on game day. And it doesn't count toward that.
0: So this year they have, uh, they signed PJ Walker, as you know, to, uh, to pair with DJ Moore because that was such a good pairing last year in Carolina. Uh, but they also still have Nathan Peterman on the rooster and drafted Tyson Bagent or baguette. However you want to, however you say that, I don't know what your name is. Bagent. Badge? Isn't
1: it badget? I think it's pageant, yeah.
0: Yeah. Badge like like pageant, but not spelled like that. Anyway. So
2: I guess the question, Lucas, is do they keep three or I mean I think Peterman's on the roster. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. I honestly uh I don't think he'll overtake PJ Walker. Yeah, they're not you're right.
0: And I think PJ Walker's probably um seasoned enough to be that veteran presence for Justin Fields. And yeah. I love PJ Walker in the XFL. I don't know if you watched that. I was like the Oh, did he movie. He was Just electric. He was the best yeah. player. By far. The um, best player in the league.
1: I think this is something we've been talking about, but the Bears have never I mean, I don't can tell you for how long we've been asking for them to get a backup with the similar skill sets. You don't have to change your whole offense. I mean, this is absolutely perfect that they signed PJ Walker. You know, we were hoping it was maybe Tyler Huntley. Uh, This is great. I I mean, I love Justin Fields. I don't think he's going to play all 17 games, you know, with how much he gets hit. So yeah, um, this kind of pickup is huge that you can kind of, and, and he's a guy, like you said, he, he played pretty well in Carolina last year in spurts. I mean, I wouldn't automatically count the bears out of a game. If he had to come in, you know,
0: For sure, I wouldn't mind seeing Tyson Badgett push Peterman for. I I always like having a developmental QB, you know, in that third third spot, just because you never know what's going to happen, and what happens if you strike you strike gold, you know, and they can be that preseason darling that some team trades a, a a draft pick for in the future. So I always like. I mean, quarterbacks the most valuable spot in the NFL. So why not have a plethora of them? So absolutely. No, I, no, no clue if Tyson Badgett is that guy though.
1: Um, yeah. I don't know too much about him. I think he's like a division two legend or division three legend. He set like the all time record at shepherd college or university shepherd. Um, yeah. he's supposedly supposedly like a, pretty electric player, so I, I really don't know too much about him, but yeah, it would, it would be a fun story if he made the team, and maybe he'll be this year's training camp darling, and like you said, you never know when the uh, next Brock Purdy rolls around or whatever.
0: Or whatever, that's right, that's right.
1: What were you uh, shaking your head about? What did you find?
0: No, that's what I was going to say, is the tra- training camp darling, like, that's oh, yeah. what he's going to be, is the, the, you know, everybody's favorite. You're going to have, you know, Mr... Mm-hmm uh phone camcorder himself greg bragg's out there filming tyler badgett just ripping off runs and throws
1: what was that uh what was that wide receiver everyone used to love which one man it's like one every year it's uh (laughs) there was um that little white dude that's stuck on the roster he was on the training camp roster like every year
0: Man, there was two. dude from Wyoming.
1: He was from Wyoming. I know. There's two. Tanner Gentry.
0: Tanner Gentry. Yeah, so that was the one when, you know, like, (laughs) the year before Josh Allen came out, I think is when we got him. But there was another one that dude with the long name. I can't remember his name now. Daniel Oh, Braverman. (laughs) Braverman. There we go. Yeah, longish name. But yeah, he was a the little uh, West Wilker mold that everybody thought we needed. Uh so good 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 quarterback room. I think it's solid. Uh obviously yeah. the whole season rests on fields.
1: I, uh, I guess uh do you think Walker's a lock though? I mean, we kind of talked about it, but do you think he's a lock or I mean, is fields the only lock in this room? He better be a lock. Walker
0: better be a lock. I don't, I mean
1: What'd they give him? That's what I they mean. Him... We definitely think he'll be the backup, right? We don't think Peterman could somehow unseat him as number two. No.
0: <laughs> Dude, my whole thing about Nate Peterman is when the Bills took him and then he came <laughs> in and threw like five picks in a game, like <laughs> he'll never be a starter again. But I guess P.J. only signed for a million. But he has a dead cap value of two million, so... I,
2: I think we, he's a
1: lock.
0: Yeah. Nobody knows how that works, but yeah, he uh, he's a lock. Uh, as far as the running back room, last year's running backs were Monty. Obviously, he's a trader and went to Detroit. Uh, defector. Uh, shit talker. Um, anyway. Khalil Herbert. Uh, Darrington Evans, who uh, was better than the last guy. Trustin Ebner, who was the sixth round draft pick. This year's running back room has been Upgraded over Monty with Deont- Deontay Foreman. Uh Khalil Herbert's still here, obviously. Drafted Roshan Johnson and signed Travis Homer. And then that Bum Ebner is still hanging out in the in the s- five spot, six spot.
1: Uh, He's not even count. listed on the ESPN depth chart.
0: <laughs> and then you have Kari Blossing game as the fullback. Um We've talked in the cup, past couple episodes about who's going to lead the team
2: in carries, lead the, lead, lead the team in rushing yards. Um, do you think the Bears throw to the running backs anymore this year? I hope they do.
1: I mean, honestly, that was the thing that kind of aggravated me the most about their underutilization of Monty is that I really wanted to see them use him more in the past game. And...
2: I don't know, they just didn't do it. I don't I shouldn't say I don't think they improved the pass catching cuz they did.
1: But like a guy like Travis Homer, I don't even know how much playing time he could possibly see with these other guys out there or if he even makes the team. I think Roshan's probably their best pass catching back though. I do you are you familiar with Foreman's chops in the receiving game? I have no idea. I know he's just a fantastic runner, but I honestly don't know much about him in the, the receiving game. I'm going to go with, I, if I, I recall though, I don't think he ever gets thrown too
2: much. No, I don't, I don't think so either. Um, I'm going to figure that out. Um, like
0: as far as Roshan goes, I mean, I don't know enough about him because, you know, he was a backup and he got a ton of snaps in uh Texas to, to really for me to really have a, an opinion.
1: Uh, so what's <laughs> yeah, he had, one, he had one reception last year for one yard. Wow. Yeah, so wow. He, he doesn't.
2: Um, He's not catching the ball.
1: No. Well, that's okay. Uh, Homer, I, I
0: mean, I think Homer makes the team do you think any of those, like, obviously, I, I mean, obviously, I, I think Ebner's out. I th- Do you think there's a chance they could go with no fullback this year and, and, and have Blossom Game
1: out? No, I think the, uh, the fullback and the third tight end are kind of integral parts of this offense, mostly for blocking and big packages and just how much they run the ball. And honestly, Blossom Game was pretty sick last year. I'm not going to lie. Um, he he's a very underrated fullback. I know there's not many in the league, but I think he was he was pretty awesome. So um I was gonna say he's like he's one of my locks in this room of definitely making the team. Um you said big
0: packages and I didn't get my uh that's what she said out quick enough. So I just gotta that's what she said. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's all they say in the sideline when he's in the game. <laughs> big package, big
0: package. Big package. Uh that's what she said. It's called the that's what she said package. Uh yeah, so you got him as a lock. Okay. So, well, then, do you think they
2: carry four halfbacks then? Uh, I think they carry three. And that's where I'm saying I think Homer might be cut.
1: I just, I know some people think, I don't know. I've heard some weird things. I've heard. People say, oh, Foreman could be cut or, oh, Herbert could be cut. I don't think either of them guys are going to be cut. I mean, I, Ebner is kind of the sitting duck there. He's like the obvious one that didn't look good at all last year. Uh, and then Homer for me is just kind of a, a low risk investment that you basically took all the qualities that you paid him a million dollars to give you and you just put it in like Roshan Johnson does everything they brought Homer here to be. So for me, I, it's just kind of like, I, I don't know. But also, to your point, if you say, oh, they paid him, they might not want to cut him. Yeah, that's a good point. They could keep all four or five. I mean, Homer, Homer brings some special teams value at least, too. So there's
2: that.
0: Yeah, so he signed a two-year, $4 million deal, 1.75 guaranteed, uh, base salary of 1.3 this year, signing bonus of 450, workout bonus of 100. So total contract is... Two year 4.5 million. I do not see them cutting him. That's a lot of money. Like we talked about Pettis being cuttable at like a million. And I still, man, can you imagine just like paying a dude a million dollars and just cutting him? Hmm. Like, ouch. Like if I'm George McCaster, I'd be like, bro, bro, I need half that <laughs> back. I'm going to take that out of your salary. Um, so, yeah, I do not think Homer is cut. I think they carry four. Which that's it's gonna, I mean the Q, the QBs at three, running backs and fullbacks at five.
2: That's up to eight people already. Um See so, though I, with the with the QB, um, I feel like with the QB, if like if they keep badging for example.
1: He might not make the 53, but then he'll be on the practice squad. And then I'm sure when people get hurt, they'll ele- elevate him on game day or something. Sure. So I don't know if, I don't know if I would count that as a roster spot. Cause they're probably just going to play games with it. Like I highly doubt that some team's going to poach one of these. I mean, it's possible, but I, I doubt one, a team's going to poach one of these guys. So I would put them down for two QBs just for, uh,
0: I mean, it's still, it's still fine. I mean, I think even if they carried, you know, Four halfbacks and a fullback and three quarterbacks and six wide receivers and nine O linemen. That's still only twenty three people, and you pretty much have twenty five on each side. Then you have your three specialists to to make up a roster. So I think that I mean, unless they, c- they could even carry four tight ends at that point, unless they carry like ten offensive linemen, which I don't know, or seven wide receivers, which. We'll get right. into here in a minute. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think they keep Homer. I think they keep Roshan, obviously. Foreman, there's no chance in hell that dude gets cut. He's going to probably lead the team in carries or rushing touchdowns. Uh, Herbert obviously isn't getting cut in the game. I agree. I think he makes the roster. I don't know if he's a quote-unquote uh, lock. But.
1: Yeah, ultimately, I, I agree with you. I think... I think Homer will be on the roster. I think I was more making the point that I could see him being cut. Um, but ultimately, I agree with you that your kind of final assessment of four running backs and a fullback is is probably how I would have it shake out, too. I think Homer, I, the Bears like guys who can give them, um, you know special teams value at, at those kind of bottom of the roster spots. And he's that, and, and maybe you're right. Maybe they throw the ball more and he's involved in that. Cause he's a really good pass catcher. So, so he can, he can catch punts, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what he
0: does. So I think Pettis, I mean, that that's what makes me think Pettis is out. Cause like, it's easier to
2: keep a fourth running back here than it is to keep like seven wide receivers. Yeah. What do
1: you think? Uh, so locks in the running back room. Who are you saying?
2: I mean, like lead pipe locks. It's Herbert, Foreman, and Johnson, and probably Blossom Game. I, I
0: no, I think Homer's a lock. I don't think you can cut two and a half million dollars like that.
1: Damn, he's getting the lead pipe. Lead pipe lock of the week.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just don't see how they can cut any of them.
1: Yeah, I just—I don't know. I wouldn't call Homer the lead pipe lock. He's on the hot seat for me. Cause He's see. on the hot
0: seat before he even does anything, and you—they already gave him money this off season. Like, I just don't like why. Like, why would you? Like, what are you cutting him for?
1: Uh, you can afford it. And, Afford
0: uh, it for what? Like, what do you like? What's so important that you have to cut Travis Homer? I guess is what the, the thing is.
1: I don't know. It'll, we're gonna see as we get down the roster. I, like, I don't know. Like there's just 15, always surprise cuts, man. I don't know. There's Fifteen just,
0: offensive linemen. Sure, there could be surprise cuts. You know, there could absolutely be surprise decisions. cuts. There could be. I don't know, like seven or eight, uh, defensive linemen, or like. Ten defensive linemen that you know or or extra linebackers extra corner the corner room is freaking humongous, so that could be one, and then, yeah, I mean, d- definitely there could be a, a, a world where Travis Homer is a i guess luxury <laughs> just a weird thing to say for any bears position at this point, but yeah i, I but I don't see it no, I don't see it um. Anything else from the running back room that you want to no,
1: talk I think, about? I think it's going to be a fantastic group. Um, I think the Bears are going to be one of the best rushing teams in the league again. I mean, that includes fields yards too, obviously, but I do really like uh, the kind of compliments in this room between the block again, pass catching between Homer and Johnson. And then the uh, you know straight running ability of, of Foreman and, and Herbert. I think it's going to be a – a fun room to watch rotate throughout the year and I do think they will uh kind of grind teams down with the with the run game. So uh yeah
0: good shit, good shit. uh wide receiver is probably the hottest topic amongst bears Twitter with the in terms of the fantasy football players for the Bears. Uh so Currently, uh, as we sit here today, uh, DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, Equinemius Saint Brown, Vilas Jones Jr., Tyler Scott, Dante Pettis, and then a bunch of dudes, Doris Fountain, Simba Webster. Actually, he's not just a dude. We know him from last year. Joe Reed, uh, Thyrick Pitts, and Aaron Cruickshank. Uh the last two being rookies along with Scott make up the twelve dudes that could be a wide receiver on the Bears this year. We just kind of hinted at how many they could keep. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I mean, you, you if you're cutting Travis Homer, you got all kinds of room. So uh we're all excited seven.
1: About,
0: we're all we're all excited about DJ Moore, right? Uh, so that 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 has me super pumped to have that dude outside of DJ Moore. Okay, you think they keep seven? So you're essentially including the top six six plus Pettis, right? You're not throwing like are you throwing a curveball yeah. and saying like firing no. Pitts
2: makes it?
1: No, no, no. Yeah, I think they're gonna run it back with ESB
2: and uh, ESB and Pettis and Velas. And then they hey, had I, Scott Claypool Mooney.
1: DJ I guess I have, Mooney was there last year, obviously, and Claypool was too in
2: spurts. But basically I uh, think they're going to run it back, plus DJ Moore and Scott. I was like semi-stoked
0: for Dante Pettis last year. Like that's just how bad this room was. Was that you know? And, and he was he was okay at times. You know, he was decent. Uh I think I think they'll only keep six. I think Dante Pettis is the roster bubble. Uh it's possible they could keep seven. Uh just kind of, you know, working through the numbers depending on what they what they like at other positions. I think he's the the roster bubble guy. Simba Webster will probably be practice squad again just for his also special teams uh abilities. And then I don't know anything about these other two rookies, Thyrick Pitts and Eric Krugshank. No. Joe Reed, I believe, was here last year. Or maybe this is kind of.
1: Day. I feel like this is kind of a bad year to be added to this wide receiver room as a, like a rookie or a guy trying to make the team, just because. I mean, there's really no room for the guys they have already that have played on the Bears last year, meaningful snaps. So, I don't know. These guys have no shot to make the team, but. Uh, yeah, Chris, I think ultimately, I think they'll keep seven. And my reasoning for that is just because I think health is a big factor, especially with Mooney and Claypool. We don't even know if those guys will be ready for camp or if they will start on pup. but I mean, obviously the bears know about their medical history and this could be a position they just want to keep extra dudes at because for insurance guys, who you know, the offense and, uh, you know, ESB and Pettis aren't the greatest players, but, um, There is something to be said about having chemistry with the quarterback and playing in an offense for a year or multiple years. How
0: dare you speak ill of a golden dumber? Shame on you. Shame on you. Extra special Brown is going to be a delicious drink this year. So I don't want to hear it. Uh, So outside of DJ Moore, who we're all very, very excited to have – I think, you know, and DJ is excited to be, the, be here, it sounds like. I would love to see DJ unlock into that elite tier. I think he has the talent. He's had some very weird quarterbacks, obviously, the last few years. But my question, Lucas, is what receiver are you most excited about outside of DJ Moore? Is it, you know... Claypool Mooney is it Jones Scott what's uh who are you who are you watching most in camp this year
1: Um I mean the obvious answer is Claypool I think all eyes are on him and I know you and I kind of agree that we both have a little bit different perspective of that trade and you know we really want to see Claypool succeed so I mean that's the easy layup but um for me especially you know how much I talked about him in the draft process Tyler Scott, uh, is a guy that I think could really be a good asset for the bears down the line. Um, and, and definitely, you know, carve out a nice role, a nice career with the team. Um, so I think he has that much talent, but obviously we have to see it on the field first. Uh, he is on the smaller side, but, uh, he has my attention captured with his Olympic speed. I think that's, I don't know. Was he in the Olympics for running or something else?
0: Uh, badminton, I believe.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if it was, like, running or hurdling or something like that. I'm pretty sure I it was running. I have no um, idea. But he is blazing fast. Uh, another slot weapon for Justin Fields. And, uh, you know, it could be him having a big year could be very important for the Bears decision on Mooney and Claypool. I mean, if, if Scott kind of shows that he can be a really good third option, then that makes letting one of those two guys go easier and lets let the Bears spend money elsewhere. So, Long story short, uh, Tyler Scott is a guy I am excited about and will be watching closely, Chris. Men's 100.
2: Uh, doo, 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 doo. I hate how they do this. Eleven
0: four. 4 That's not that fast. Holy shit. Slow as shit. Um, Frontline? Yeah. For an Olympian dude, 11 seconds in the 100 meter is is not fast.
1: Is that was that his Olympic time?
0: Uh that's his personal best. Unless I'm looking at something completely inaccurate, but this is the worldathletics.org, which is fairly I mean .orgs are fairly organized. Ah <laughs> uh, fuck. Um okay, for me I like honestly man you know, just to throw a whole monkey wrench and play a character like Joe likes to say, I'm excited for Vilas Jones. I mean, he started to pop off at the end of last year. He's got some different abilities to him. You can you can see he he's good with the ball in his hands. uh, And maybe that doesn't necessarily include special teams. Maybe just when you have 11 guys running straight at you from, you know, uh, a set point isn't good for you, but if you have, less than that down the I mean if he, he runs screens and and jet sweeps and and things like that and run gadgets I'm excited to see how he can be utilized this year as much shit as he got last year he caught some deep balls um you know I think he was probably one of the only ones that Justin hit deep like real deep on on some passes other than, you know Mooney caught a couple
1: fucking sweet balls last year but Man, uh that, yeah I'm ex- that Dallas pass is the one that lives around free in my head that would have been so nice to see that go in his hands. But no, I'm with you, Chris. I do like, I like Bayless. I think you and I kind of share something for these guys that, you know, Twitter seems to hate on for no reason. So, um, you know, it's it's a nice underdog story. I'm with you. Bayless Jones being a contributor for this team would be wholesome for me.
0: Very. Uh, No, and I, I think no one, I think you and I are on the we don't like to see third rounders burnt where bears Twitter can be on the, well, you fucked up another third rounder, like before they're even two years into their career. I mean, the guy's 25. I get it. But in all honesty, like where we're at with COVID and everything like that, we looked at the roster, the the draft guys this year, everybody's older. So that means like the guys that are 23 coming out are now 24. And some guys are 24 and are now 25. Like, I mean, there there was that D-lineman this year that was like what 23, 24. And people didn't really have that big of a deal with that. So, I mean, yeah, he's he's older. Vilas is older, but so what? So what? This room is uh this room is a lot different than last year. You know, when we're talking about Dante Pettis last year being I I legit was excited for him. Uh being signed last year. St. Brown, I wasn't overly stoked about. I mean, he is what he is. Like you said, I mean, he's a good blocker. He's been in this system now with um, uh, Getzy for t- over two years. Uh, so he's got that continuity in the offense. Chase Claypool uh, was out strutting his stuff on the runway. So he's uh, his hamstring or soft tissues must be good. Uh, and yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm I, I do want Claypool to succeed. Obviously, Golden Domers need to succeed. We have all kinds of them now, too. ESB and Claypool and
1: Comet. Uh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, if if one guy out of that group was to get cut, um, I think it would. I think it would be ESB. Kind of talked about it last week. You you are saying Pettis. Ultimately, I think both will make the team, and I think they'll keep seven. But um, I guess that's something else to watch: is if either Pettis or ESP just has like a horrible camp or something where the you know the bears are just like, "Alright, we're cutting this guy." Um, so we'll see. I do think uh the coaching staff really likes both of them guys though and and they'll probably be here for another season. So uh, I'm saying seven seven guys.
0: Well, and you your your 5-6 and I guess seven guys need to be able to contribute on special teams, right? So I mean more Mooney, Claypool probably not playing special teams. I don't think ESB brings you anything on special teams, so that, that kind of goes to your prediction of ESB getting cut. Villas can kick return. I don't know if Tyler Scott plays any special teams, but I don't think that that's really his place in this. Pettis does do some special teams. So, I mean, is Pettis like a – well, actually, was Tyler, wasn't Tyler Scott a gunner at –
1: yeah, and I think he I think he could be a punt returner too, or he's used to fielding punts or something like that.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Also, I looked it up. Apparently uh Courtney Cronin, who covers the Bears, said uh he Tyler Scott qualified for the junior Olympics at eight or nine years old, and his money race was the four hundred meter dash. So uh that eleven second time is probably when he was like ten years
2: old. <laughs>
0: There's not a chance in hell he was running an 11 second at 10 years old, dude. Like well, that's first you not said it thing. was
1: first you said it was slow. Now I'm telling you it was 10. I I don't know.
0: If he was 10 years old, it's not slow. <laughs> that's a big fucking
2: difference. Uh, no, this was March of 2020. All right, he wasn't 10. It was not 10. But either way, doesn't matter. Uh all right, so who are
1: lead pipe locks of the wide receiver room? Moore, obviously. Claypool, Mooney, and Scott are my lead pipe locks.
2: Yeah. Uh more claypool Mooney. Scott. And then it does. It does get dicey. I mean, I I
0: don't think there's a world. Uh, Velas Jones gets cut.
2: Yeah,
1: but I'm not willing to put a lead pipe lock on it.
0: No, no. Uh, I do, I really don't think there's a world that ESB gets cut. I don't know why, but I think like if Scott can return punts, if Velas Jones ever learns how to catch a punt, and Travis Homer can catch a can catch punts. I don't know what Dante Pettis is there for.
2: Valid point. Justin Fields is,
0: is, is a good, is a, is they have, they have a connection. Like, so what? Like he's wide receiver six at best. Uh, maybe five I, I think it'll him, be, I think it?
1: it'll be injury insurance to be honest. Like I said, I, I do. Well, then you could
0: way. go get him from, you know, you can go get him from the local uh, King supers bagging groceries when, when you need it, you know, or any of the other fifteen dudes that are walking the street that are, can probably do the same thing he can.
1: I'm just saying, I, I think they'll keep I, extra guys because the injuries. Well, that's okay. So,
0: well, I'll, I'll jump back to what you said about the pup list. That's a different story. If somebody's on the pup list to start, then that's not really keeping seven, in my opinion. Right.
1: Well, even if they don't, I think they still could keep seven. Even if Mooney's healthy, or you know, if they're all ready for week one. I don't think seven is that outrageous. I mean, it's most teams probably keep either six or seven.
0: I think most teams keep it five or six, but there, I think there are probably times throughout the year where there are seven on the roster, but for various reasons, like a guy's hurt, but not hurt enough, but not healthy enough, you know, um, or I don't know, or like last year, uh, uh, what's that dude's name that we were just talking shit about in the preseason or the uh, pre? Emir Smith Marset becomes available. You gotta drop somebody to get that guy. Man. Uh, so yeah, last year they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine that rotated through. Yeah. Saint, so uh Webster Saint Brown Marset Pringle Pettis Mooney. Vilas Jones, Nikhil Harry, who they still should have kept, and Chase Claypool.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to keep seven, and we'll see a few of these guys inactive for quite a few games, and them staying healthy all year is slim to none. So I'm saying seven in that room, and uh, I got we got our three or four lead pipe locks.
0: All right, all right, Lucas. Well, we'll wrap up with uh, Joseph Gaither's favorite position in all the land: the tight end. Uh, not the wide receiver. Joe likes him tight. So, Cole Komet, Robert Tunyon, Jake Tongas, and Chase Allen and Stephen Carlson are all in the running. Five tight ends. Uh, Komet, Tunyon, Locks, obviously. Who is tight end three? Lucas.
2: <laughs>
1: If I knew anything about any one of these guys, I would tell you, but I really don't know too much. Um, I I remember Jake Tongas from last year. I I think wasn't he like a fullback, H back, like
2: hybrid type tight end? I'm pretty sure he played like he was on the practice squad last year
0: a lot. Um, yeah, I don't really remember much of him. Chase Allen.
1: Uh, I was going to say Chase Allen is a I don't think he's much of a receiving threat, but I think he's a pretty good blocker. Um, so I think the last spot is going to be between Tongis and Allen. But I honestly don't know too much about either of them to give you a prediction. Um, I'm going to say Chase, Chase Allen, Allen, Allen will like make a- the team because he interests me. But
0: Chase Allen looks like a poor man's Hunter Hurst. or
1: <laughs> is the right name. Yeah, I, I know you're talking about. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst,
0: yeah. Big red-headed, tight end, 6'6", yeah. six, six, 280 or whatever. Uh, so you you are not on the Steven Carlson train, huh?
1: I have no
2: idea who he is.
0: This name sounds familiar, and now I can't think of
2: who. I think he played in – it looks like they signed him from San Francisco. And I want to see something about him. I, Anything. Yeah, so he was with Yeah, this
0: dude's this dude's ugly, man. He looks like a guard. So he was in Cleveland in 2019 through 2022. Oh yeah, so they did sign him from Cleveland. Uh and then he signed this year. He's six four two forty. But he really looks like uh he really looks like he plays guard. So uh Yeah, I, I don't think he's – I think you're probably right. He's probably between Tongass and Allen. I, I think it's Allen as well. I mean, I think he provides probably the most
2: upside. Uh, yeah, I I know We actually talked about the Bears. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, keep talking. You're good. I know we wanted the Bears to potentially take a tight end in this year's draft since it was such a deep class. They didn't go that route, uh, so we'll see. We'll see who that third tight end is, or maybe they. I mean, maybe they're still, you know,
0: there's still plenty of time before the season starts and in season. Maybe they pick up a third tight end. I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody gets cut. Maybe OJ Howard. I
2: don't know.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be Chase Allen. Um, ultimately, we will see. I just went back and apparently uh, some of the guys at Bleacher reports that Chase Allen was the best blocking tight end in his class in 2020, so that's interesting. Um, but like I said, Tongis I think, is more of like a fullback hybrid, if I remember correctly. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the Bears want to do. I'm guessing the third tight end is just going to be for uh, their big packages there, Chris. <laughs> when they when they want to tell you they're running the ball, not so slowly.
0: So Courtney Cronin doesn't have anything on like a wing-eating contest that Chase Allen was in mm-hmm. when he was like nine or anything like that?
1: No, but he was hit by a car.
2: I did see that. Uh, was he hit by a car or did he hit the car? Was the, the he, car hit he, by him? I think he was hit by the car.
1: Now you he got me confused.
0: Ran into the side of it full speed. Did you ever have to push cars around the parking lot in high school? Was that a drill for you? I know you Um, played fullback, so that's probably
1: no. But there was this thing called Battle of the Hogs, and it was an offensive lineman challenge. But I got to go because I was a fullback. So they're like, "All right, we'll we'll throw you a bone that you compete in this." Um, And it was literally just all the high schools from our region came out and competed in teams of four guys from each team. And um, one of the activities that you had to do was push a school bus, and it was timed. You had to like push it like. You had to push it pretty far. It was like a hundred yards or something crazy. Whew. That, is yeah. a,
2: that is a long way to
0: push a school bus. Yeah. I mean, did you only have to get the front of it over though? Cause the school bus is probably like what? 10, 15 yards anyway. So that's only like, uh,
1: no, I think you had to get the back tires over the line. I don't know exactly how far it was, but it, it was a decently long distance. But that's your question. No, didn't have to push cars around the parking lot, but did have to push a school bus in that competition.
0: That's, an, that's insane uh we did car pushing it was like one of the coaches cars or something and they he sat on the <laughs> trunk and yelled at us so that was always a
2: good time um
1: what well, did you guys have the prowler was that a thing then the prowler yeah did you ever see the sled that you put weights on it has like it has three handles you grab yeah the no. and now there's a handle on the front and you st- that's basically the replacement now for the pushing the car and uh yeah that that is notorious for making people vomit
0: yeah, no, we didn't have that. We uh, I've seen it though. I didn't know
1: that was what it's called. We just Actually, had the five man sleds and the one my the one. My roommate from college, um, we played high school football together, and uh, Brandon McManus went to our high school, and he came back to show us his Super Bowl ring. And uh, this guy threw up all over McManus' shoes after pushing the Prowler.
2: <laughs> nice, nice.
1: It's just. Literally just vomited all over the fucking guy. Yeah. Just show us this super boring. Got vomit shoes.
0: Oh, poor oh. McManus. Well, Wait, Lucas. Chris, been- this
1: is crazy, though. If. If Kmet or Tanya get hurt, dude, is this tight end room like screwed?
2: Dude, again, this is a position where you could go to like your local insurance agency and pick up a tight end. Yeah, I know, but like, I Kmet's such a big part of
1: the offense. And uh, is I don't he know though, you.
0: or did he just do so well because
2: well, there I was nobody else that. to throw to? I mean, like, look, I'm the biggest Cole Kmet supporter on the podcast, but I
0: don't know if he's a quote unquote big part of the offense.
1: Did his blocking ability, like his blocking and receiving ability together, is pretty solid? For the, like, I think he's a very good fit in this offense specifically because I think he brings a whole new dimension blocking to the run game and such. I mean, I know we just went on a Tantrum about how Chase Allen, all he can do is block, but at least commit. You have the threat that he could run out and go go out for a route. So,
0: dude, Adam Adam Shaheen is available.
1: Great, Michael Pruitt
0: and, is available,
1: and I don't know if it's just me, but I may have like slightly. Elevated expectations for Robert Tunyon. That might be unfair. I don't know. I just think the guy was like really good on the Packers when he was healthy. I don't
0: think it's unfair. I mean, when he was healthy, he was very good. Uh Ian Bunting is available.
1: No, those guys Lee. are cold commit.
0: Max Williams. I know, but I'm saying like if they got hurt, like if they got hurt for the year, are they effed? Yeah, probably. I mean, Cameron Brate's out there. I mean, that's mm. that's actually Thank a legit replacement for these guys.
1: Yeah. I'm just saying, uh, I think Cole Komet's blocking ability is underrated. So,
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. In
1: this offense, I think it's a great fit. But I don't know, man. Tunyon and, and Komet, I think it's a solid pairing. Um, I mean, what do you think between the two of them? How many yards do you think
2: they'll rip off together? Ooh, that's a good question. Between the two of them? I mean, they should get nine hundred between the two of them. Think so.
1: I mean, four fifty each. Yeah, that's probably going to be like a third of our pass game. Then you think a third of our pass game will go through? I mean, it could very well could. I think this offense runs a lot through. I mean, if, I'm just putting that in perspective.
0: If, if Mooney and Claypool ain't playing, then yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're probably right though. Three thousand yards. I mean, shit, dude. I can't. I can't imagine not throwing for like thirty five hundred. And I can't believe Lamar only threw for, threw for what? Did we say thirty three hundred the year of his MVP? Or what, yeah, the but 3, dude, he 3, had
1: like he, he had like forty touchdowns and like one interception or something crazy that year. Like his yards were low, but his TD to pick ratio is insane. I'll look it up. And What's he also ran t- for twelve hundred that his, year.
0: Who's his tight end again? Mark Andrews. Uh, Mark
2: Andrews, yeah.
0: Yeah. That guy probably caught 20 touchdowns
2: by himself. dude had a that dude's insane. I'm looking up Lamar's stats right now. Uh
1: Yeah, he threw 401 times, 66% completion, 3,127 yards, uh, 36
2: touchdowns to 6 interceptions. And how many rushing yards? This is only showing me passing now. Uh, Give me a second. I don't like the way this is set up. Either way, it was a boatload, so... Twelve hundred and six. Twelve oh six. Well, I and mean, hopefully more
1: rushing touchdowns.
2: Wow,
0: Jeez. that's nuts. That by itself is nuts.
1: But yeah, I mean, I mean to your point, Lamar's MVP season. He threw for thirty-two hundred yards. So, yeah, that's crazy.
0: Well, Lucas, we've been talking about these fantasy football positions on the Bears this week. Uh, Kyle Rudolph also out there. Uh, anything else from you on this group of fine young
1: men? I got nothing. I think we went through a lot of topics. We had a nice conversation and uh, we miss our buddy Joe Gaither.
0: You should have done what you said last week and recorded him singing
2: so we could play it right now. <laughs> Or I'm any just of this. It's a good time to be a Bears fan. I'm not even going to lie to you. Not going to lie to you.
0: All right, folks. Well, it is a good time to be a Bears fan. We're not going to lie to you because we never do. Thank you for joining us tonight on the Believe in Monsters podcast, and we will see you next week.
1: Happy Father's Day to uh, all the Bears fans out there.